Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. podcast1.com and iTunes. Hope you guys are having a great week and thank you for checking out the podcast, spreading the word about it and listening to it around the world, wherever and however you do so. Ran into a lot of people on the Monsters of Rock cruise recently who told me they listen to this podcast because many of them live outside of the U.S. or Canada. Met a lot of folks from Australia, Mexico, other parts of the world. So it was great to be able to connect with them And hear them tell me they enjoy listening to this podcast each and every week, and I do appreciate that greatly. Remember, if you're in the U.S. or Canada, be sure to listen to me every day on Sirius XM Satellite Radio Channel 106. My daily rock talk show, which is called Trunk Nation, airs there live 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time every day and replays every night 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern and is always available on demand on the SiriusXM app. Full interviews or excerpts of the interviews or full shows, whatever you want, it's all on the app as well to listen to whenever you want. And as I always tell you guys, what you hear on this podcast is a little sampling of what goes on on a daily basis on Trunk Nation, which is the name of the show on SiriusXM. So I cherry-picked one interview from the week to bring to you. Cannot bring you all that content, of course, Here on the podcast, you get a little taste, and hopefully if you're in the U.S. and Canada and you're not already a listener on volume, you join me there soon where the show is live and you can interact with many of these guests as well. So I am back from the Monsters of Rock cruise. It was another great one. Ton of bands, like all the past cruises, unfortunately, a lot of bands I did not get a chance to see. Some I got to watch only a couple songs from. Some I did get to see the full set from, but there are literally about 50 bands on the cruise and it's virtually impossible to take it all in. So as a result, uh, you know, I saw some great stuff. I saw a lot of great performances, but there were a lot of bands that I wanted to see that I really did not have time to or couldn't get to. I absolutely loved seeing Tesla, always one of my favorite bands, Saw Skid Row for the first time with their current singer, ZP. First time I met him. First time I had a chance to see them with him. And that was, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Skid Row had a real smart idea. Because they went and 
only played one time on the cruise. Most bands on cruises play twice. Skid Row got on the cruise, played one night, prime time in the theater, and got off. They they did not put in a ton of time on that cruise, and they only played one time making their show kind of appointment viewing because everybody had scattered and there's so many other things going on. But by only playing once, they packed the main theater of that cruise. And I thought they sounded great. I mean, this guy ZP can certainly sing. Is it the same vibe as Sebastian? Absolutely not. Very few people are Sebastian Bach as far as singing and performance, but uh, he did the job. You know, he sang well. If you if they were looking for somebody who would sing and front the band and just be able to execute that stuff, they've they've found him. If you're looking for that same sort of magic that was captured back in 89, well, of course, it's not 1989, and that's not going to happen. But I thought they turned in a great set and sounded great. They really did. Um, What else did I get to see while I was on the cruise? <sighs> a lot, but it's all kicks who are always great. Like I said, test, extreme, always great. Richie Kotzen, always great. So those are a few of the things that come to mind off the top of my head. Unfortunately, people were raving about Pat Travers. Didn't get a chance to see him. Saw a little bit of King's X. Um, Trying to think what else. I was running around that ship because I was not only doing a daily radio show, but I was also doing my TV show Trunk Fest for Access TV. So it was pretty chaotic, more so than ever this year, trying to get around and see everything. So that's why I'm a little sketchy on what I did see and as, as far as what I remember. Season two of Trunkfest is coming to Access TV this summer. Finishing it off with a few more episodes that we need to shoot. Look forward to you guys seeing that, and it was great to do one on the Monsters of Rock cruise. Who knows? Keep an eye open for it. When it premieres, maybe you will even find yourself in the show. So the cruise was great. The weather was great. Metal, you know, Hung with a lot of friends, saw a lot of different people, a lot of different fans that I ran into. It was just, it was awesome. It really was. Got to get off the ship. A little bit in Jamaica, a little bit in Labadee. Uh, you know, did a few things. Again, that was mostly TV-oriented stuff. And had a blast hosting it. My ninth Monsters of Rock cruise is in the books. The tenth one will be coming up next year around this same time. Can't wait to see what they have in store. Next cruise for me will be in October. That's the Megadeth cruise called the Mega Cruise going from the West Coast I'll be broadcasting and hosting that one as well with a bunch of classic metal bands. More information on that at megacruise.com. A lot of shows coming up, especially if you're in the New York, New Jersey area. Please go to my website, eddytrunk.com. Go to ET's box office. You can enter to win tickets to see shows at the Debonair Music Hall in New Jersey. And those shows include Jackal, Mike Tramp, and John Karabi, amongst others. So have a look and enter in E.T.'s box office on those shows and others on my website. Um, What else can I tell you? I had a great time at the Hard Rock in Hollywood, Florida this past Sunday. Uh, we got off the ship and Tesla and Kicks did their own show at the Hard Rock. Hosted that. Thank you to everybody at the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood for having me. My good friend Dave Gold, who runs entertainment there, having me out to host that show. Both bands were killer. What's going on at that Hard Rock in Hollywood is unbelievable. They are building. 
a hotel in the shape of a Les Paul. You got to see it. It is unbelievable, and that is expected to open this October. So that's pretty cool. The Trunk Nation LA Invasion is my monthly radio show on Sirius XM that I do from the Rainbow in LA. And the next one is coming up, and it is going to be going on on the 19th of this month. March 19th, a Tuesday. The next live broadcast from the Rainbow Bar and Grill in LA from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific as we celebrate the release of the Motley Crue movie, The Dirt, with members of the band and members of the cast of the movie. This is going to be a massive event. March 19th, Rainbow in L.A. Do not miss it. Costs nothing to attend. First come, first serve. No ticket needed. Live on Sirius XM, 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. The 19th of March, which is a week from Tuesday, folks. The next Trunk Nation LA invasion. Major news there. Looking forward to that one. So we got a lot going on. We got Motley Crue stuff going on. We've got uh, the Daily Radio Show coming up. Before you know it, this summer, the premiere of the new season of Trunk Fest for access. This podcast every Thursday. Great stuff. Thank you all for your support and for supporting the various things I do. And, oh, this is kind of cool. I haven't even talked about this yet. But the, uh, you know, many of you know I've released two books, Essential Hard Rock and Heavy Metal Volume 1 and 2. I was uh, surprised to find out recently that the first book has been out of print. And uh, I found that out because there were copies going for like 100 bucks or something on eBay. Well, I've talked to my publisher, and we're going to put it back in print soon, and we're going to do a revision to it. Sort of a remastered edition of the first book will be coming soon. Don't know when that'll hit store shelves, but keep an eye open for that. And, you know, don't pay the exorbitant prices online if you're looking for Volume 1. You'll get a brand new edition coming soon. Also, uh, Volume 2 of Essential Hard Rock and Heavy Metal is still out there, and that is still available. But a redo of Volume 1 coming soon with maybe a few new bells and whistles around it. And that is uh, just news literally coming in seconds ago that I can share with you. So let's get to what we have as far as our interview for you this week on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. And this comes from the Monsters of Rock cruise from last week, so it's fairly hot off the presses. I've got so many great interviews that hopefully if you listen to the radio show, you may have heard. But again, I can only bring you one a week here on this podcast and uh, I can tell you that this one comes from the Monsters of Rock Cruise, and this is quite a quite a crazy mix of uh, of events here. Because I had Tesla booked to join me from the cruise. I broadcast my Series XM show live from the ship, and I was doing my best to juggle the different acts and different people that would be coming by. And I booked Tesla, and I can only have three people when I work remotely as guests for the radio show. And Frank Hannon came, Brian Wheat, and Troy Lucetta from Tesla. They're the three that showed up. 
And then Rick Allen was booked from Def Leppard to come on after him. Rick was on the ship because he was doing some stuff with his artwork. So Rick showed up and was sitting there, but he didn't have a microphone. He could there was nothing he couldn't talk in anything. But he just came and wanted to hang out and see his friends in Tesla. So what you have here is an interview that started out with the three three of the members of Tesla with Rick Allen just sitting there. And then eventually, him and Troy started trying to share a microphone. Troy was using these mobile mics that I use when I'm on the road are like kind of headsets, you know, with the microphone that twists around in front of your mouth. So they're swinging the thing back and forth. And eventually, Rick sits in with Tesla and Troy moves to the side. So it's a bit crazy, but I think you'll have fun and get a little sense of what was going on there. Tesla's brand new album, Shock, is out tomorrow. If you're listening to this on post day. And of course, Def Leppard getting ready for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and getting ready for another Vegas residency. So there was a lot to talk about with the guys. So that's the interview for you this week. I'll get to what I can each and every week uh, that I can bring you from from the radio show. But I thought it would with Tesla's record out tomorrow, thought the timing would be good to bring you this interview on this week's edition of the podcast. So. Brian Wheat, Frank Hannon, Troy Lucchetta of Tesla with with uh, with Rick Allen of Def Leppard in and out on a edition of the Eddie Trunk podcast that originated on the most recent Monsters of Rock cruise. Hope you guys enjoy it. It's coming up next. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Sixty seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? You can get an offer for your car with True Car. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or home. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate true cash offer from a local true car certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out. And uh, you guys can look at over together. You can ask questions. You get the answers you need. So there's no surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trading your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out true car today. March is Women's History Month, and this week, the Producer's Guide with Todd Garner is highlighting past interviews with some of the most talented women in Hollywood, like Rebel Wilson, Isla Fisher, and Hunger Games producer Nina Jacobson. Once you've told somebody, oh, I want to do your project, you can never really say, you know, I was wrong about that. Right. I don't really want to do it. Right. It was like having to have sex with somebody you don't like every night, forever. Don't miss the Producer's Guide with Todd Garner this week on Podcast One. Hey, if you like my show, you're going to love Reasonable Doubt on Podcast One. Join world-renowned criminal defense lawyer Mark Garagos as he reveals the latest in our nation's most high-profile legal cases with podcast king Adam Carolla. Download Reasonable Doubt every Saturday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast.
All right, now let's get to our interview with the members of Tesla on the Eddie Trunk podcast. And my bad, earlier in the open, I said that Brian Wheat was part of this interview. He was not. The three guys from Tesla that did the radio interview with me, as you're about to hear, is guitarist Dave Rude, guitarist Frank Hannon, and drummer Troy Lucchetta, and of course, Rick Allen from Def Leppard, part of this as well. I got confused because I actually did a TV interview for Trunk Fest that had Brian Weed as a part of it. I forgot Brian did not do the radio section. So that is what you're about to hear. Dave Rude, Frank Hannon, Troy Lucchetta, Tesla, enjoy on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Joining me right now, uh, three-fifths of one of my favorite bands and old, old friends. It's always great to see him. One of the guys you know and you love because he's been on this show so many times. He was even my co-host when we did it from the Moody Blues Cruise, Mr. Frank Hannon of Tesla, sitting in the middle. Yeah, all right. It's great to be here. And Dave Rude. So we got the guitar duo of Tesla here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, on the end, and I talk about this guy all the time because I think, for my money, he's one of the most underrated drummers in rock. I love watching him play. Play. He hits so hard, the killer pocket. Mr. Troy Lucchetta from Tesla, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Absolutely. How you boys? You are veterans of these rock cruises. You are headlining this year once again. I mean, how are you enjoying this one, Dave? It's great. It, it's, I was just talking to a friend out there. It's, it seems a little bit more mellow and like it's just uh, it's, it's, it's real pleasant. And you, I, I love these because I grew up listening to all these bands. So to be able to go see them, like all day, all night, everywhere you go, you randomly run into some cool band. It's pretty fun, man. I remember one of your earliest cruises because you had come on with your child. You have a son or a daughter? A son. Yeah, he's, son. he's five. Yeah. But at the time, I think when he, he was like six months old, because yeah. I remember you were checking into the cabin next to me, and I was yeah. you're pushing a stroller, and you're like shaking your head, so. and there's mayhem going on, and I was just mm, like, dude. oh, man, Dave, you got a lot to deal with on this cruise. Yeah, yeah that was, that was uh, an eventful one. It was fun. He actually turned one on the cruise ship. Oh, my God. I do yeah. remember seeing you looking quite frazzled yeah. dealing with all that. And, and Frank, how's this one been for you so far? Oh, uh, It's been very chill. You know, I... I uh, is it working? Check. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, I told myself, you know, when I got on the ship this time, I was going to try to rest, right? But that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, but I, I know what Dave's saying. The vibe on this cruise is a little more chill, man. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just, you know, cruising and not really partying. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm missing on something. But <laughs> normally it's like, you know, the sun's coming up and everyone's still wandering the halls partying. You think we're getting older? You think we're just getting older, Frank? I don't know. I don't know what's up. <laughs> but so far, I've had a great time. Uh, I got to jam with, with some of my favorite musicians already. Pat Travers. I sat in with him yesterday. What'd as, you play? Uh, we played Snortin' Whiskey. Nice. And Boom Boom, Out Go the Lights. was was unexpected. He just kind of threw that out me, you know. And, but it was so fun, yeah. And then I got to hang with the Nelson Twins last night. and Man, that was awesome. I saw those guys in the elevator. Talked to them very briefly. I ran into Nuno Betancourt in the elevator that was a thrill mm-hmm. <laughs> it was no I'm, I'm sure yeah he's amazing so yeah. so you uh Travers everyone was raving about Pat Travers's set I did not see him play but I think they, I think it's cool that they're having artists like Pat Travers on working them into this mix because Pat's a few, predates the the majority of this scene a little right. bit so one of the conce- one of the things about the Monsters of Rock cruise is people say oh it's an 80s cruise well yeah at, at its core it is focused on 80s rock but there's older acts, 70s acts, and there's newer, young, younger bands. There's a band called Mach 22 on here. There's some up-and-coming yeah. bands mm-hmm. that have also sort of uh, been nurtured a little bit by this cruise. So across the board, it's just really great for rock. And I know the thing about all of you guys in Tesla is you're all such big 
fans of music as well that unlike you know there's some artists that are very low-key you don't see them much but you guys are out there in the trenches getting up there jamming going around and seeing bands and and, and meeting the fans it's really cool troy for you how's the whole cruise been and what have you seen that you've liked so far uh it's been amazing and for me pat travers i was so blown away um and it was such a pleasant surprise to see him with his three-piece band and i don't know how many of y'all caught it but that was that was just spoke volumes to me because i mean for all of us going back like, like frank and i were huge pat travers fans you know and to see him get up there and do it, and to see Nuno and Manichetti and all these guys waiting to see him. Yeah, all the musicians that was, were there. That was so freaking cool because these guys are, like, you know, paying homage. Yeah. You know, paying their respects and their dues, and it's uh, so warranted. So it was a pleasant yeah. surprise. Yeah, and that's exactly what I mean by having, when you have a guy on, like, Pat Travers that, that – uh, is a little older and his history is a little older than the majority of the bands on it you're going to get that because there's so many people on this ship that are fans of you guys but then there's the the people that are like the the artists themselves that are fans of one or two of these other acts that they grew up with so when all the musicians come and hang out and watch a band then you know something's happening you know it's a cool vibe Mm -hmm. like doug pinnick was there last night at pat travers show and he also showed up at the uh, Nelson show. And, you know, Nelsons are such great singers, man. Yeah. It's like There's a lot of great talent on this boat. It's really awesome. Yeah, you'll see everybody watching Pat Travers. You'll, you'll see everybody watching King's X. Uh, you'll see everybody who's a guitar player watching Richie Kotzen tonight. Yeah, who's, yeah. You know, make, make your head spin. It's I know, and I think he starts halfway during our show, so I'm going to jump off halfway through our show <laughs> and watch Richie. <laughs> do a four-piece for the last yeah. couple tunes. Guys, I didn't mean to break that to you right, right here on live. I'll do a long drum solo. Live radio. Yeah, yeah. Troy, will you cover for I me, got bro? Well, Dave, Dave, are you up for covering both guitar parts? I could do it, time? man. It was only a couple songs. We'll get it. We'll, we'll yeah. muddle through somehow. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Yeah. I don't know. Dave might join me. Man. I, I kind of actually do. Maybe maybe it could just be a drum solo for the last yeah. 20 well, minutes. I, yeah. <laughs> Bass, drums, and vocals yeah. for Tesla performance tonight. Break some yeah. new ground. So, yeah, that'll be cool. So, um, we got to talk about the new record, Shock, which is coming out when, what's, a couple weeks, March right? March 8th. A, two, a March week 8th. from Friday. Yeah, wow. So it's like a week and a half away. And uh, Troy, starting, starting with you on the end, how do you feel about this record? I mean, you've been on every Tesla record. You've been a part of the band since the beginning. What are your thoughts about this one? Well, this record is quite different. It's quite a departure. Uh, Phil Collin from Def Leppard produced it. And the, the funny thing about Shock is there's a drum machine, <laughs> you know, on the song. And uh, we don't do the drum machine live. I play everything. Is the whole record a drum machine? No, no, just the one song. Just oh, that single. But it happened to be the first single, so it did shock some people. No pun yeah. intended. Probably yeah, it has been shocking people. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, shock could be taken two different ways. Yeah. Right. Hopefully shock is in the positive sense, not, holy right. shit, what happened? But, <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, you know. Uh, it, Why it's, was it's that, by of, the way? Phil, Phil Collin from Def Leppard produced it. Def Leppard have used drum machines on their records. Right, yeah. We all know that. Why on that particular track did he want that vibe? Well, I think Brian had the loop, didn't he? Probably, yeah. Him Brian, Brian made that loop, yeah. yeah. It was just that, that song it had that vibe. It was kind of like... It's like with, a hypnotic kind of thing. Yeah. So. I mean, it still gets really big. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's like a dance track. It's just that sound kind of more like that, uh, you know, uh, rocket kind of feel. And right. Like sort of a, a big, heavy loop thing. But right. then Troy does this amazing live version of it where he does like sort of on the side kit and does like the big I, rock version, I mean, which is for, great. For me, the, the song, it's interesting because like uh, that song... When it hits the bridge, it just kind of lays back into that loop again. And it never, for me, really went where I would have taken it. So I get to do that with big drums and toms live. 
So I just kind of put my spin on it and do my version. And, uh, yeah, so far, so good. Frank, how are you feeling about the record? I mean, you got, again, an, a founding member of the band here, Frank Cannon. I mean, you've, you've gone through it all. Yeah. Uh, you, it's got to always have this. You, Tesla doesn't, it's, Tesla's not a band that puts out a record every year. So when there's one coming out, it's a pretty big event. Well, I know you've been sitting on this one for about a year or two because last Monsters of Rock Cruise, Brian played me a bunch yeah, of it. So it was yeah. just be dying for it to be coming out finally. Well, you know, people don't realize that it's it's not easy making a record. It's very difficult. And this is the first time that we've tried something completely different where we collaborated. I mean, not just let Phil produce the record, but we actually wrote the songs with him and brought him in as a, almost like a member of the band. And it's the first time we've done that. And a lot of a lot of artists in the 70s and in the 60s would do that all the time, you know, like Chris Christopherson and Johnny Cash would write together or, you know, using country as a as an example. But maybe like, you know, the Allman Brothers and the Grateful Dead would do a project or whatever. But for us, this is the first time we've ever done that where we've had another musician from a band that we love and respect, Def Leppard. I mean, come on, who doesn't love Def Leppard? You know, and Phil's been a brother of ours for a long time and he came in and really worked with each one of us individually, which is a completely different process than we've ever done before. So and, and you, you know, mentioned, if you don't try new things, what are you going to do? Just keep repeating yourself? Yeah. Well, you, and you mentioned Def Leppard and your history with them. Tesla has a long-rooted history with Def Leppard going back to the Hysteria Tour when you guys were their opening act, and yet you had the same management at that time. You were under the same umbrella. You toured a lot together. And flash forward here 30 years later, and you're back to that umbrella again because you have the same management again, and you've been doing a lot of touring with them again. So there, it seems to be a big reconnection over the last few years with you and Def Leppard. Well, yeah, I mean, Umbrella, it's more like brotherhood, really, friendship, you know? Yeah. Um, we, we became friends, friends with them. Even before Hysteria was released, we, we uh, met at the Paradiso Club in Amsterdam, and Steve Clark, Rick Allen, and Phil Collin got on stage with us, and we jammed uh, Rock of Ages and Sin City and a couple of ACDC tunes, and from that moment on, we'd just been friends. And even when Tesla was broke up and I had a little solo project and I needed some dates, you know, Phil got us on some dates opening for Def Leppard. So we've been friends throughout Soul the Motor whole. Too. Yeah, Ryan. Soul Motor too. Yeah, Soul Motor too. Yeah, throughout the whole career, we've been friends with them, and uh, you know, and uh, it just worked out great. You know, like I said, it's not easy making a record. So when you got a guy like Phil who's really motivated comes in and says, "Hey guys, I want to help you do this," man, we just jumped at that chance. You know, and it, it's great. Yeah, he's and he's excited about it too. I know I've talked to him. He's excited about people hearing it and it finally coming out, Dave. Shock is, is, am I counting right? Is it your third Tesla record that uh, you're on? Of, uh, as far as like original studio records? Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, reel to reel with the covers, and then we did uh, Forevermore, Simplicity, and, Simplicity. and this one. And, so so yeah. as far as new studio records, the covers record, and yeah. fourth overall, third with, you know. And actually, if oh, you Twisted count, Wires and Twisted a couple wires. live records. But actually, if you, and the, re the uh, live Mechanical Resonance. That one too, yeah. So, yeah. So, Absolutely. But as far as original studio records, this yeah, will be your third. Yeah. Uh, t talk about how you feel about the record. And it's got to feel good for you now. We were, I was joking with you the other day. You're in the band, what, nine years or something? Thirteen now. Thirteen years. You're yeah. always going to be the new guy at 13. Yes. But yes. You're, you're the... Uh, I'm Ronnie Wood of Tesla. You're the Ronnie Wood of Tesla. <laughs> Permanent Ronnie Wood. That's it. I'm happy to be him. But, but now, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of bands, and I give Tesla a lot of credit because you're four-fifths the original band. That's kind of even unheard of yeah. for bands from the 80s. So 
that's that's pretty amazing to, to be able to help hold together for the five guys this long. But I think that a lot of bands have replacement members in their lineup. But I think the real uh, the real thing where you feel that person really becomes part of the fabric of the band is if they're part of making records as well. Mm-hmm. So now you're coming, you've got your third record you've been able to contribute to yeah. as a player, as a writer. What are your thoughts about Shock? Uh, man, I, I love the record, and and you know, like like you said, I've I've been so fortunate since since I joined the band that they've have always been really encouraging and welcoming like hey got any riffs like yeah let's jam let's write like it was never like a weird we're the guys and you're an extra guy it was like you're in the band and and those guys it, it was always such a cool environment and and felt really natural so it's it's an honor and it's still surreal to be like wow i grew up listening to tesla and now it's our third <laughs> record you know that i'm part of and i think this record personally i i think it's really strong because like frank was saying we wrote it sort of differently than we normally did we tried something new each guy kind of wrote with phil and maybe one other guy and and we would take take a lot of time on just the songs and the core elements so in that respect it was kind of approached more like a pop record would be where you'd work with like max martin or something where it's like everything's a hook is every part as good as it is before you bother like with guitar tones and and recording anything it's like could that lyric be stronger could that chorus be catchier and rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it. And then, now let's start actually making the songs. And to, to really focus on the, the important stuff of a song, to me, like I think it ended up with a really stronger record. How did you guys work guitar-wise, Frank, you and Dave? How do you work split up the guitar when you're recording in the studio? What, you know, what, when it comes down to you know, the interplay of the guitars and who's doing what? Well, what's great about Dave, and, and you know, I don't even really look at him as a replacement member. It's just the chemistry has always been great you know, from the, the beginning mm-hmm. and just automatic. And it was like that back in the old days when, when we were kids with Tommy. You know, it would be like we didn't even really have to discuss it. It just would just happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like we'd be happens. jamming and a guy would take off on our solo or a riff and then we would just follow that. And then... So like like some of my favorite parts like like on Breaking Free you know we were jamming the song and then Dave busts into this middle bridge part that's like this really cool arpeggio thing and we we turned that into the song you know and it's it's the same thing uh, it's just like that I don't know how to explain it once you have to start really thinking about it and over you know flipping a coin who's gonna play what you know it doesn't yeah. happen that way it's just more like just jamming and kind of. Things just pop up, and, it, and if it feels right, you keep it. What's funny is on, on this couple songs on this record, I think we've both done it. Like now, listening back, like, did you play that solo or did me? Like, yeah, like yeah. there's like outro solos over the final chorus. Like, I can't remember if that was fucking me or Frank. Yeah, yeah. There's parts where I'm like, wow, I don't remember if that was me or you. So you're <laughs> saying your styles can be very similar. Sometimes. Oh yeah, sometimes absolutely. Yeah. Which which is different than how it was with you and Skio because I think you and Tommy were very different players, right? In, in a lot of ways, but in a lot of ways very same, which is when I, when I was searching for the guitar player to, to join our band, it was that right hand, that timing of it was needed to be in sync and the same. And that's where when I found Dave, it was like, oh, yeah, it's, there it is. You know? So there has to be a lot of similarities and enough differences to set you apart. Mm-hmm. And you're such a big guitar nerd yourself, and I mean that with all respect. Right? Yeah. I mean, you love looking at other players and hearing other players and all that. So, so that's interesting that, that the criteria for you in finding a, a guy like Dave was about it how to mesh with you and how to work with you. Yeah. And how long did the search go on? Like, how many people were you looking at? It took a long time. Um, 
Uh, I had at that time uh, we had been in and out, a lot of problems up and down, and uh, I had a solo band at the time, and I had several guitar players coming in in and out with hopes that I would find the guy for Tesla. Uh, I flew to L.A. and auditioned a couple guys. Um, and finally, I was really desperate, and I was looking on MySpace, searching my all my MySpace friends. Who can I find? Who can I find? And um, I saw Dave's picture. <laughs> oh, you got it. You, I was in the top bug? eight. That's what Literally. happened. My, remember the top eight? The top Thank eight. God for that. My little picture is right there. Uh-oh. Oh, Frank Hanna just broke his coffee mug. No, this no, that was actually, a mic drop. <laughs> what actually yeah. happened there is Rick Allen came over to say hello to Troy Lucetta, <laughs> and Troy turned his head and pulled the whole microphone off. Hey, but, luckily it was empty. Uh-oh, Troy's in flip-flops. Oh. Rick, I, it's a danger zone. I can't put hey, you on Rick. yet because I only got three headsets. So I can't, I can't put you on just yet because I got no headset for you yet. It's okay. I lost my voice anyway. No, we want to talk to you. We'll just, have to, we'll just have to wait for everybody to change out before we can put you on. Rick <laughs> Allen has just sat down. We'll get to him yeah. in, in just a second and uh, include him in the conversation as well. But that's interesting. Uh, Troy, I want to ask you, uh, I talked to you about how much of a fan of your playing I am and have always been. And I think, like I said, I think you're, I think you're criminally underrated because you're one of my favorites to watch you just play and the way you hit and the pocket you lay down and everything. How, I talk, you've been doing this for how long? When did you start playing drums professionally? Uh, professionally? Yeah, when did you start? Well, how old were you? Professionally, I guess, would be my first record that I made with Eric Martin. Right. Back in 1983 was the first record. But I, when I was 17, I moved to Memphis and I was playing, and I've been playing ever since. But... I mean, you know, professionally touring and making records since 83 with the Eric Martin Band. Before Mr. Big and Tesla, there was Eric Martin Band. So you've got uh, 40 years plus in playing. I do, yeah. And uh, one of the things that I think that's incredible about you is I love, I love drummers that hit hard and, like I said, lay down that killer pocket like you do. But I find that as they age, they, you know, if, if drumming is a physical thing. It, a lot of ailments, yeah. people have problems with wrists, elbows. You don't seem to have... I mean, if anything, you're you're hitting it as hard as ever. I have, have aches and pains, or well, you know, I mean, back when we were many. I don't know. It seemed like about when we were in Europe back about eight plus years ago. I was having a lot of problems with my hands, and I thought I was going to have surgery on both my hands, and I and I got steered away from that. Seen a chiropractor. I made some changes in my diet, which was crazy, because I just changed my diet. Over the years, and my body physically is in pretty good shape. I have a certain demand of the way I play. I got to measure up, you know, so I do not want to lighten that part of me up. I never not want to be able to perform at the level I want to perform at. So I'm pretty hard on myself that way and what I try to put out and make sure that I can still deliver. But uh, it is a bit challenging. You know, I'm going to be 60 in October, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. But uh, anyway, any rate... Um, Thank you for all those kind words. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I remember just just every time I hear the pocket in Heaven's Trail, it's just like, man, oh, I and just having that, that. The guy's got the pocket from hell, man. I mean, yeah, you guys playing with him. I want to say I mean, something really quickly, too. I'm so honored to have Rick here tonight because Rick's going to join us, uh, and we're going to be doing a little drums together. That's very exciting. Yeah. You can speak right in that microphone. Don't go and kiss me. I always love <laughs> They're sharing, they're sharing one headset, my two drums. You know, the love of drummers, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I love this man, and I'm a huge fan of this guy. As first time I seen him play, I just freaking cried my tears out. We were seriously, it just so. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but it's a, always a pleasure. These guys are always so gracious. Thank you. 
All right, well, we're going we're gonna to talk to Rick. We're going to get him involved in the conversation here in a second. We just have to boot somebody out in order to make it do it. Because I only got three extra mics. So I'll got, take uh, three my headset if you want. Yeah, he so can so take mine. Somebody's going to have to take I the can, bullet and uh, trade out in a second. But really excited about uh, March 8th, Shock, the new record from Tesla. And I want to tell everybody that as soon as we get off this ship on Friday – I'm hanging out, and so are you guys hanging out in South Florida because Tesla is playing the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood this coming Sunday with Kicks, who are also on the ship, and they are going to be the opening act. That's awesome. So if you're listening in South Florida, if you're on land right now, and you're like, damn, I wish I could see Tesla, I wish I could be on that ship, well, guess what? You don't have to uh, worry because you can go to the Seminole Hard Rock on Sunday and you can see Tesla and Kick Sunday night, and it should be a great time, and I'll be there to host it as well. So we'll have a couple days in a casino hanging out on the land. Right. Once we get off of this thing, we'll have a good time. It's yeah. a great spot there in Hollywood, Florida. All right, so, so Troy has just surrendered his seat to Rick. And Rick Allen of Def Leppard, ladies and gentlemen, officially Woo! is in the house. Hey, don't forget Troy. And Troy and Troy is down there on the end. And Troy was nice enough to surrender his microphone to Rick so we can hear Rick. The the drummer bar- brotherhood down there. The the one drummer surrenders to the other drummer. And Rick, you're going to play with Tesla tonight, huh? Yeah, I always uh, I always love playing with Tesla. I think the last time we we did this, uh, yeah. I got I got up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I can remember, doing stuff off the. Fr- he's going to do a song from our first album. Take us back to the Paradiso in Amsterdam. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of well we we that's met started. A, we met a long time ago, but yeah. uh, the Paradiso that was uh, that was the first time I got up and played with you guys. Yeah, do you remember your impressions of Tesla the first time you saw him, Rick? Yeah, we were, we were all about the same age, and we were just <laughs> immediate brothers. You know, it was like this the kinship. It was great. Because I remember as a fan, the thir- the first thing that I remembered about seeing the band was how much of like a a real honest rock and roll band it was. I mean, there was so much stuff happening at that time and uh, in terms of the visual. And it, sometimes, it started to look like the visual was becoming more important than what the sound even right. was at that point. The whole right. MTV era, everything was going on. And here came this band. I'll never forget seeing Modern Day Cowboy and MTV. And here comes this band and jeans and T-shirts and trading off guitar solos. And I'm like, whoa, this is what... And this is what rock and roll was always about to me. So it always just jumped. That's what made Tesla, beyond the quality of the playing and the songs, jump out so much at me is it was so, it's an overused term, but so organic and real. It, it wasn't really that much of a sign of the times, I thought. Well, we were, uh, we were all on the same management company, so we got to hear a lot of the music. And um, there, was, there was just a, a connection. And uh, in fact, you know, they came out with us in 1987, I believe. Yeah. And that in was. In the round. Uh, yeah. They were the first guys to actually play in the round because they went on the stage before we did. <laughs> and, and, and they got to hang out under the stage while you played, I'm sure, right? Well, that, that's Whatever another, shenanigans went on there, right? That's another part of the story. We know enough about these guys to get them locked up. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's, that's part of it. It's, uh, there's a story of blackmail there. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you have Tesla doing so many shows with you re- recently because it's a, it's a, it's, they're not getting paid. It's just you don't yeah. release the tapes. We all hold each other hostage we know yeah payback speaking of you're going to be playing some shows together right frank you guys? yes we're doing a canadian tour yep that's all awesome. across canada yeah yep, all of july yeah which is all it's unusual july. these days uh, most people most bands what they'll do is they'll jump across the border you know they'll they'll you know jump across to toronto or vancouver or you know montreal or whatever and uh nobody ever really does a a, a full tour so i think it's really special for the canadians you know to to go up there and stay there 
and just stay in the country and do a full tour, you know? Yeah. Now, last night, Rick and I had a little celebration here on the ship because we uh, we introduced to the ship, at least, the Elysian Ale that is Def Leppard's that Rick has a can of sitting right in front of him. Oh, the consummate pitch man. He had it right there yeah. ready to go. <laughs> and he's going to have a little sip right now to toast everybody. Beer for breakfast. So, so yeah. that is the Def Leppard Ale that is available right now. And, uh, Rick, I know we talked about it for folks on the ship last night. For people listening right now on the radio, tell them about the beer and how it came about. Um, it, was, it was an idea we all had. Um, Joe already had his own beer in Ireland. But uh, we decided that we wanted to do a, a Def Leppard beer. So we got together with uh, Elysian and came up with a really nice recipe uh, to the point where I uh, probably drink way too much of it. But, uh, <laughs> it's really nice. If, if nobody's tried it, please, uh, please try it. It's really good. It. I've had it. It's, cool. it's awesome. It's a creeper. <laughs> and there's a lot of yeah there's a lot well rick you could be forgiven for having so much but there's a lot of taste testing you have to maintain quality control with you that, do right? you do you have to make sure each can is as good as the next you're right you're right and and while i'm on the ship you know it's uh it's not all downtime i've got a i've got a lot of stuff to do a lot of friends to meet new friends to meet you know this that and the other but uh it, it's a nice time for me to just relax a little bit and we should mention, one of the things you're doing on the ship is, of course, your artwork. You've got your art gallery set up here on the ship. Tell everybody about some of the newest pieces that are available and uh, how that's going for you. Um, I did a, a, a Tom Petty, and um, I, I've always been a huge uh, Tom Petty fan. And uh, it just floored me when, when he left us. Um, uh, so uh, I've got that, uh, I've got that uh, an original in the, the gallery, and then I did a, a Janis Joplin. Oh, which, wow. uh, which I, you know, it's, uh, I wanted to try and uh, get, some, get some girls in there, get some women in there, you know what I mean? Mm. Paint some women. So, uh, so that was my opportunity was uh, Janis Joplin. Is that, a, is that a nice alternative for you to get a break from music, to be able to paint and to do art? I mean, I know you're, you're passionate about it. You go out and you do galleries around the country, around the world. Is, is that a, another, another good creative release for you? It keeps me off the street corners. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're good at it, man. It's yeah. really impressive stuff. It really is. What, when did you first paint? When was the first time you painted? What was the first thing when, you did? Did when, you take lessons? Or? When, when I was a kid, um, I just started painting, and I just had a, a, a natural sort of, uh, I just had a, a natural flair for, for doing it, using negative space. So uh, posterizing photographs and then uh, sketching them onto canvas, and then I just had this way of being able to, uh, to paint uh, using negative space, you know, using a grayscale, like whites, grays, blacks. And, you know, I, I just I'm able to do it. And more recently, um, I started painting with my uh, youngest daughter. Mm. And she's just so inspirational because she just paints from her heart. There's no rules. She's just in the moment. And she just, she's just there and she paints. And it reminded me of where I go when I play music. So I wanted to do that. I wanted to ask you, too, last night when we were doing the introduction of the, the Elysian Ale, uh, the Def Leppard Ale to the ship, we were waiting. We did it up on this sort of overpass here in, the, in this walkway of the cruise, and you were waiting off, uh, off of the area for me to introduce you. And while you were waiting, the DJ, DJ Will, was playing this 
mix of Def Leppard material, everything from the, the first record through to the most recent record. And I saw you back there kind of like walking around listening to it and even air drumming a little bit to what you were hearing and everything like that. How, did, how does it feel for you, a guy who's an original member of the band, been on every record, every recording? How does it feel for you when you hear your old material like that? It just took me back. It took me back to a really special place because, um, you know, a lot of those songs we haven't played in, in a long time. But I suspect when we, do, uh, when we do the Vegas residency, we'll probably revisit some of those songs. And I was, I was imagining myself playing and, and just, um, you know, some of those songs I played with two arms. So I was, I was trying to figure out, you know, well, how am I going to do this? Mm. So I was pacing around just trying to figure out how I could play this stuff. And uh, I think a lot of those songs are going to resurface. Oh well, that's that is great to hear because I was I was getting in his ear saying play Lady Strange from High and Dry. I was I was I want to hear Stage Fright, and I was you know feeding him a lot of those songs. And you guys, for people that don't know, Def Leppard were their own opening band. One of the times you did the Vegas residency under the name Dead Flatbird, where you played all that old sort of you know lesser known material in terms of hits you're going to do that again in vegas um, i'm not sure it's going to be dead flatbird but it'll be it'll be you know a form of that it, the funny thing was uh, when people heard that there was a, an opening band called dead flatbird when we first come on stick came on stage people were booing us <laughs> but then but then then people quickly realized that it was actually us playing. Jeff <laughs> Leppard essentially opening for themselves under the guise of Dead Flatbird, which is uh, just brilliant. And there's actually, I forget what uh, I forget what set it is. There's one of the live compilations DVD. I think well, I think it's Viva Hysteria or whatever the Vegas one is, where there's a bonus disc on there of Dead Flatbird playing live. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so yeah. you can you can die, you can hear it, but it's oh my gosh, it's it's phenomenal. The new Def Leppard album, Shock, is coming out on the 8th of March. <laughs> I mean, the Tesla record, Shock. Oh, my God. P produced by Phil Collins. That's kind of both. Yeah. Produced, yeah. I'm sorry. That was a slip. No, no. Tess Leppard. Tess Leppard. Somebody yeah, did yeah. say that. Yeah. There's so much love between you guys. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, there's a, there's a love fest going on once That's again right. with Def Leppard and Tesla. The Tesla record, Shock, is coming out on March 8th. That's a week from Friday. Be sure to get it. Yes, produced by Phil Collins. We talked about that earlier before Rick got mm -hmm. here. Rick, I got to ask you, a long, long, long overdue, but finally, Def Leppard going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I said last night, you know, it's, 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 it's wonderful that, uh, you, you, you know, we, we get recognition from our peers, but when I saw the amount of people that voted... And including my mother and everybody I know. <laughs> but uh, the amount of people that voted just completely blew us all away. We, we, were just, we were just so so happy with the fact that I guess you guys put us in the Hall of Fame. So that, that, that's, that's the most important thing. Let me ask you this. People like us guys, fans, we, you know, we grumbled and bitched and moaned for years about the Rock and Roll fame and so pissed off that they didn't acknowledge Leopard for so long after being eligible. You guys as a band, I'm sure it never really bothered you so much, right? Because you don't need something like the Hall of Fame to reaffirm what you guys have done with your career. But, you know, were there times you kind of scratch your head and say, hey, how, how yeah. the hell did we not show up yet? No, we talked about it. Uh, but then, you know, when we go out there and play shows... Um, you guys just lift us up. So, you know, you don't necess necessarily need a, 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 an award like that. 
it, it's, you know, it's the icing on the cake. It's fantastic that it happened. And the reality of it is it, it's great. But every time we went on tour, we were always lifted up by our fans, and that's the most important thing. Now, it's getting close to the, to the ceremony and the induction. You, you guys, have, I'm sure, have started to figure out and discussed and kind of finalized what you're going to do that night or no? Not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wing it. <laughs> are, are you really going to wing it? You got, I mean, not the songs you play, but the, the speeches and everything, I'm sure. No, I, I had a couple of people. Uh, actually, Steve, Steve Smith with Journey, he said, uh, he said use the, teletromp- uh, the teleprompter. He said, if you don't use the teleprompter, you'll forget to thank your wife. <laughs> that could be a big problem when you get home if you don't do that. Mm. Uh, have you talked about what you're going to play? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to tell you, but, uh, you know, there's songs you know. Okay, well, there's songs, yeah, I'm sure. And have you talked to, has it, does anybody know if uh, Pete Willis is going to attend? I hope so. I, I think anybody that was anything to do with the success of this band deserves to be there. And... Uh, they know who they are. We know who they are. And, uh, you know, there's no animosity at this point. It's just, it's just you know, where we are in our career. And uh, if, if people were there to, to be supportive, like yourself, like these guys, like you guys, then, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's our night. You know what I mean? Well, I think, and, and I, I thought it was great that they included Pete Willis because the, the Hall of Fame makes that decision as to who gets included in the induction. And history has shown there's been a lot of people that were major contributors to bands that were not included in inductions. Which is really sad. It's really sad. I mean, Ronnie James Dio was not included with Black Sabbath. He made four studio records with right. them. It's crazy. Right. Uh, but but uh, with you guys, I thought that, that Pete Willis, who was officially part of the first two records and a big part of Pyromania, even though he had been out of the band... I thought it was great that they remembered and included him. Has anybody in the band been in touch with him since this was all announced? Yeah, we, we stay in touch with Pete. And um, what, what does he do now? Does he just work in a regular... Uh, somebody said he was in real estate or something in England? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. is and He has, uh, he has um, uh, other bands that he plays with. Oh, he does? Yeah. But, uh, but that's, that's not really his thing these days, you know? Has he uh, given you any indication if he will come over to attend? I just hope he will. I haven't heard from him, but I, I really do hope he will. Yeah, that should be interesting to see. Well, it's going to be a special night in, in Brooklyn, no doubt, uh, when that happens. And I'm sure that there's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of emotions in the room and a lot of people really excited to see Def Leppard finally going in. So you've got a lot going on. As usual, you've got the art stuff happening, uh, the beer launch. You've got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame coming up and another Vegas residency coming up as well, which we mentioned, which is, uh, which is now on sale. Do you like Vegas? You like your third time, right, going uh, back doing that? Actually, uh, second time going back doing a residency. And uh, the thing I loved about doing the residency was the fact that my bed didn't have wheels on it. You know? <laughs> that was cool. It was like people came to us, and it was fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to doing it again. It's a different way to experience Vegas because uh, it hasn't always been my favorite place. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. It should be fun. Well, a lot of great stuff going on for Leopard, as usual. Uh, we, have a, we have a mic here in the audience, and before I let, uh, let some of these guys clear out of here, I'd like to take some questions from the people on the ship for either the Tesla guys or, of course, Rick Allen. So if you'd like to ask a question, come on up to this microphone and uh, tell us who you are, where you're from, and fire away at, uh, at the guys. Go ahead, sir, with an old-school MTV T-shirt on. How are yeah, when, you? When uh, MTV actually meant something. I hear you. These guys uh, all know that quite well. Uh, Mike from uh, Denver, Colorado, where uh, In the Round was filmed back in February of 88. And, uh, one of the shows I can say I was there 
in the cheap seats. We were there, too. We opened for that. I saw you open. You were the first one on the stage. Yeah. Um, I asked this question boldly, but if I'm out of line, let me know. Um, when Tesla in the mid-90s didn't exist, there was a lot of great music from Bar 7, Soul Motor, from Frank Hannon. Uh, if Guns N' Roses can be so bold to play some Velvet Revolver, can Tesla be so bold to bring in some of those side projects in so we can hear those songs live after all these years? Well, um, honestly, our, our set times are only 90 minutes. Contractually, we're only allowed to play 90 minutes. So I'm sure if we swapped out a Tesla song for one of those songs, we'd probably have a lot more unhappy people than happy people. So we're limited on the time. You know, like Rick Derringer said, so many songs and so little time. Yeah. And now a new album to, to, to and play. And a new album. Well, and we're only able to play two songs from that. You oh, know? Looking forward to that. I thought uh, Save That Goodness was awesome. I think... Uh, Thank you. I'm, I'm excited about this new album. So and I'm, thanks for your support about the solo projects, too. You know, Dave Rude has know, some cool records, Dave, too, that and he made. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And even you. Dave, thanks. bring it in. So <laughs> I'm one of those old school guys. I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a physical product. I had a chance to talk to you guys earlier at the, the Q&A. Yeah. I love the disc. I wonder if you guys are even uh, marketing to me anymore. Uh, am I, in the universal sense, relevant to artists these days? Because I, I want the physical product. I want to read the liner notes. I want to see how was the album made, what was going into it, who do you thank? Sounds like me. me. This so, guy sounds like cool. what I say every freaking day. It's fans like relevant. you that, that, that is not really... me. That is me, not me disguising my voice to my audience, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. No, uh, thank you, guys. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Uh, you know what? That was one of the special things about doing a Vegas residency was th there were no rules. So, you know, if these guys did something like that, then you could, you could basically pick out anything you want to do. Yeah, and, and, and that's on your own time. I when, will say you know. that on this tour, this is the first tour that we've played Be a Man live uh, in 30 years. We're pulling out songs that we haven't played in a long time. We're doing more deep tracks on this tour than we have in years. By the way, I've heard that from a lot before you before we got on this cruise in the last few. You, Tesla's been touring the last couple weeks. You've been out doing shows leading into month. this cruise mm -hmm. the whole month. And I've heard we t I took a lot of calls from people who saw those shows, not only saying how great the band sounded, but really glad that some 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 different old songs were shuffled in and out that you really mixed it up. And I'm sure that's exciting for you too. I mean, it keeps it fresh, right? It's yeah, it's been a lot of fun playing songs that we didn't even think we could do anymore, you know. But we got together and worked on them, and it we was actually rehearsed, actually practiced. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff Keith and I got together before Christmas, uh, all the way back in December, and started hammering out some ideas to make this the show interesting for fans like this guy right here, <laughs> the uh, diehards. Dave, real quick uh, for you, yeah. having not been a part of those early classic Tesla records, but being a fan mm -hmm. as as a as a uh, still the thirteen year new guy. In right. Right. Are there songs that that you got get in their ear about that that you you know from the old records that you'd love to play? Um, you know, honestly, we we do a lot of the ones that I love, and and some of the ones that are coming back now that we're reaching back to like deep tracks in the catalog um, are already the ones like Psychotic Supper is probably my favorite Tesla record. So I mean, I'd say any song on that record, and and the fact that we've been doing Call It What You Want and Stir It Up, which I mean, I haven't done for ages and it's so much fun because those are like some of my favorite songs from those records anyway so still holding out for shine away yeah i oh, want shine away that, yeah. that is a, i think that i will pull guitar that stuff going on there it's so 
That's like that's Tesla does one. Iron Maiden at the end of that. I'm going into Beavis oh, and Butthead mode, folks. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> We're doing miles uh, away off Into the Now. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, and we've got this really cool video production going on. What about Caught Up in a Dream? We're I love that, that song. Man. That's a great yeah. song. We're doing uh, whoever runs dream. your social media and your Twitter, anytime that you, they pump out a video of you rehearsing a, a new song, they tag me on it for whatever reason. They always put Tesla playing and the, at Eddie Trunk, oh, so I right. see it, and I'm always like, yeah. Nice, you know, so that's that's very cool. And somebody asked me here in the audience, well, let me get this guy's question in first, and then we'll. Uh, I want to hit you with one other thing I remembered about Tesla. Go ahead, sir. Hi, my name is Wally. I'm from Butte, Montana. Um, great to have you guys on board. Um, those of us who listen to Eddie Trunk every single day know that he has two, three, four bands that are coming up that he really, really likes. What are some of the new bands that you guys listen to that you think, God, those guys are Really good. And I'll go back to the bar and finish my Def Leppard beer and listen for your answer. <laughs> That's a good, good answer for that. New, any new bands that you guys are fans of? Uh, well, there's a new artist named Jared James Nichols. He's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a rock and roll guitar player, mm-hmm. and it's like a revival of rock and roll guitar all over again to, to hear him. Uh, he's, he's probably my favorite new uh, guitarist. Um, as far as bands, I'm not aware of bands. Yeah, uh, <laughs> frankly, like, I'm not aware of this thing called a band. It's yeah. weird. Well, there's not that many, uh, in my humble opinion. There's not that many new, new, new great rock bands. Like I think, I mean, like, oh yeah, newer bands. You know, yeah, you know, like Shine Down and the Foo Fighters. No, those bands are 25 years right. old right. now. Right. Like, right. it's like it, they're not. Things they're classic old. rock, and I, I'm sure there are ones. I mean, Jerry James Nichols, absolutely, he's one of my favorite new bands. I listen to a lot more pop music. So to me, there's more interesting stuff coming out in different genres than in rock. But uh, you know, Rival Sons are killer. I mean, again, they've been around for ten or fifteen years too. I love the Struts, Rick. Do you know the Struts? Because they're a British band. I don't Have you know them, them, but I, I I like them. I think they're great. They're starting to because Joe Elliott's a big fan. Joe and I talk about them all the time, mm-hmm. and it's interesting what's going on. I, I love the Struts. They're more on the poppy side, but they're like you know throwback to seventies British glam. But they're a British band, and they Joe was telling me, and the band was telling me that they had the same issue that Leopard had when you guys started in that. They they were very much embraced by America way before England, where they're from, and because of that, they've had a hard time breaking through in England. Yeah, we, although that's absolutely changing for them because they just became classic rock. Gave them album of the year this year. No, they got cool. on download, so they're they making headway it. in England. They deserve it. Uh, but yeah, when when uh, when we first came came over to America, we got panned by the English press, like w- they hated us. And, Probably um, didn't help you had a song called Hello America on well, the record. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But hey, you know, we couldn't play we couldn't play England for three hundred and sixty five days a year. It's like we we wanted more than that. We wanted to play Europe. We wanted to play in England. Uh, sorry, we wanted to play in the States. And that's exactly what we did. And unfortunately we we got panned for it. Yeah, it's. It, I was amazed when Joe told me that once that for Def Leppard, because m- me being in the U.S., I mean, Pyromania was a massive, massive record, and you guys were the. Bi- I was working in a record store at the time. We couldn't keep the record in stock, but in England, Joe would tell me that you guys would go back to the U.K. and it was like they had no clue what was going on in the U.S. It wasn't really till hysteria that it happened in England for Leopard, that, right? That, that's right. They gave us a pass. I think it was something to do with me uh, trashing my car. <laughs> <laughs> 
they threw you a bone for that, right? You got to yeah. lose an arm to break in England. I know. I'm going <laughs> what do Jesus. I need to do? <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> you heard that? What do you need to do? Lose an arm? Yeah, actually, you do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right. Uh, one last question. Go ahead. We'll get one or two quick questions here. One more, a couple more quick ones. Go ahead. Jay, get up here, buddy. Hey, no, I'm Jay from Philadelphia. Um, in the 80s, when you guys started out, access to a band, being this close to a band, you either had to sleep at a Ticketmaster for three nights or there was no backstaging. How do you guys feel about today you're on a boat and this is backstage and you have, people have access to you? And how is that different? How do you think about it? They can't wait to get out of here and hide in their cabins. Right. They were just telling me. They can't <laughs> stand it. they got to be a pain in the ass. they right? got to deal yeah. with people and wash their hands with Purell every second. Jesus Christ. Eat, Jay. We eat in the buffet with everybody. Yeah. Eat in the buffet. I, saw, I waited in line behind Steve Harris on the last cruise yeah. for the buffet. I'm like, anybody can eat the buffet if Steve Harris is standing there waiting for a buffet okay. line. But, yeah, but it's cool for you to be out here and mingle with the people, Oh, yeah, right? this cruise is the best, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you, know. you, you move with the times, you know. Things change. Uh, access to bands, the way that we interact with people, social media, you name it. So, you know, I, I actually really like it. I like getting to know work. I like getting to know new people. You, Rick, you, and I was on it because I hosted it, and, you know, there's a, there was a lot talked about it, and in retrospect, I don't think it was quite as bad as it was reported, but you, there was a Def Leppard cruise a few years ago. Yeah. It didn't go quite as planned, but it was, I think in retrospect, it was not nearly as bad as some of the people have made it out to be. No, that's true. But uh, is there any side of, of you that would consider it? Because you come on this cruise every year. Is there any side of you that would like to do a Def Leppard cruise again? I'd, l- I'd love to do one, but I, I think, uh, I think it was a sort of a, a series of events and right. i think uh, first and foremost it was uh, losing jimmy bain yeah and then joe losing his voice and the fact that we had terrible weather yeah i think if they'd have experienced the cruise the way i did the the first time i came on board with tesla it it they they would want to come again yeah they would want to come it. and do it again i also think that you guys and this sounds crazy for a band that sold as million as many millions of records as, as Def Leppard, but people kind of forget you guys put a lot of work to build this band up again to where it is now. Yeah. Just like everybody, you took your hits. Tesla broke up for a period. Leopard never broke up, but you definitely took your hits oh, yeah. like everybody else. And you've worked really hard. And now every year through all the touring every summer and, and now the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all these things happening – the stock for Leopard is is at a real high right now. So even though that cruise was just a few years ago, I think now it would, uh, if you did it again, it would even be way bigger and and more celebrated because every year it seems like Leopard stock is growing again. Yeah, I I, I, I think that's I think that's good. And I think for Joe, if uh, if we did a cruise in a hotel, he'd love that more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget you guys rehearsing. Someone came running out to me and said, hey, can you go in? Joe wants to talk to you. I walked in. Everyone's sound checking. I walked up, and Joe's standing on the side of the wings of the stage. He sees me, waves me over, and he gets up in my ear while everyone's playing. I go, what's up, Joe? He goes, do you know anybody on this cruise that can sing Def Leppard songs? And I said, you. You're the singer in Def Leppard. And he just gives me the cut sign. He goes, can't do it, mate. My voice is shot. I was like, what? So he dispatched me to the others on the cruise to see who he could find. To we found Eric. We found... Uh, Andrew uh, Freeman. J- uh, and Andy was amazing. Uh, Jeff. Uh, who else? Uh, Kip, Kip Winger came up. Yeah. Like, it was amazing to see other singers step up to the plate and, and, and really, and really help, help us out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, uh, it was really... I mean, because that's a tall order to ask somebody, oh, hey, go, man. S- go sing a Def Leppard song. Oh, man, yeah. Put a stick of rubber band around your... 
you're, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I can reach that note. Yeah. yeah. There were a few people on that cruise that probably could have done it, but they checked out, didn't want to do it because no. they're like, no, I can't do that. And the other really cool thing was, and I got to watch, it was the first time Def Leppard performed as a four-piece because you did a couple songs with Phil and Vivian singing lead. That's right. Which was really, I mean, she showed what great singers they are because they went, it sounded real good, you know? I know. And then Joe sitting out in the audience going, it's the first time I've seen Def Leppard. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, last question. I'll let you guys all get out of here. For Tesla, I wanted to ask you guys this. Somebody here in the audience, they may have left, asked me to ask about this earlier. With the rise of the Tesla automobile, has there been any issue with your name of the band or... Is it an issue with them using the name from your standpoint, or do they have an issue no. with you? Has there been any problem with they're, that? They're two totally different uh, markets, two totally different industries, the trademark laws and all that stuff. They don't interfere with each other at all. If anything, it brings more awareness to Nikola Tesla, the inventor who changed the world, that we named our band after and they named the car after. There you go. Yep. And uh, it's great. I thought you were going to tell me that you had a massive lawsuit against Elon Musk and you were going to make some real money, Frank, and buy this damn shit. It's a gag order. We can't talk about it. This is going to be the Frank Hannon cruise, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You know what? I I rode in a Tesla car once, and, man, that thing is fast, dude. Zero to 60 in like a heartbeat. Yeah. They're like 100K, though. No. Yeah. yeah. You better be selling a lot of copies of Shock to buy one <laughs> well, of those things, bro. It'd be nice if he get, you know, would loan us one. Well, that's or what something. I was thinking, too. I mean, the name of the band, it would be a good promotional tool. Maybe you could put Shock on the side of it, Tesla 2019. There you go. I we'll work could all be driving yeah. around we'll in some Tesla. What do they the call videos. that when you wrap the car with the banners? <laughs> wrap um, yeah. it. Rick's going to have his people talk to your people. <laughs> He's going to work on yeah. these. Well, we have the same people. I know. <laughs> hey, we'll have Rick paint on it. Hey, Kobe, hey, Kobayashi, throw me one of those in there, too, buddy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, everybody, check out the, t- the, uh, the Tesla record. Shock is out on March 8th, a week from Friday. Uh, see Rick Allen if you're on the ship in the art gallery. See Rick Allen and the rest of Leopard. Long overdue going into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in a matter of a few weeks. And look for them at the Vegas residency and drink their beer, Elysian beer, and uh, anything else that I forgot. Just... Just buy and 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 call Elon Musk and tell him to give everybody Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you guys. All thank right, you. guys, thank you. Thank you very much. Everybody. Thank you guys. Well, my thanks to Rick Allen who dropped in and uh, spent some time with us there, and also Frank Hannon, Troy Lucetta, and Brian Weed of Tesla. Their new album Shock is out tomorrow. If you're listening to this on post day, and always good to catch up with all of those guys and had a blast with all of them on the most recent Monsters of Rock cruise. Thank you guys for listening to the Eddie Trunk Podcast, new episode every Thursday. Be sure to subscribe, podcastone.com or iTunes. Visit me on social media, at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, fan page on Facebook. EddieTrunk.com is the official online home, including all my appearances on the homepage and music news updated daily on bands and artists you care about. Be sure to check it out and stop by every day and uh, have a look. And thanks to Katie Irizarry. She's the producer of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. I'll see you guys next Thursday for another all-new episode.
March Madness is upon us, and Dan Patrick has you covered. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't do the hat because I don't want to. I don't want to mess up the hair. Join Dan and the Danettes as they keep up with every twist and turn in the NCAA tournament on the Dan Patrick Show every day. Hear the hottest takes and the biggest celebrity interviews from the world of sports and entertainment. As cocky and confident as Baker Mayfield is, don't miss the madness on the Dan Patrick Show right here on Podcast One.